November 24, 1971. A passenger identifying himself as Dan Cooper purchased a one-way ticket from Portland International Airport to Seattle-Tacoma Airport. Mid-flight, Dan Cooper slipped a note to a flight attendant which indicated that Cooper had a bomb and was demanding a ransom for $200,000. This is the story of D.B. Cooper. I'm your host, Adam West, and this is the Psychic Exploration. Today we're talking about a very interesting case, but let me introduce my two fabulous co-hosts. Hello, Pamela. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, Adam? I'm so good. Thank you so much. And as always, we've got Kate here. Hey, Kate, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you so much. Today we're talking about a famous it's it, it's a very famous case but it's a very like small weird thing it's super fun I, I i'm really excited about this one uh pam what are we talking about today we're talking about db cooper db cooper i wanted to just start out by saying that db was actually a media error issue and that he had told everybody he was dan cooper really i had no idea yeah. dan mm-hmm. cooper Mm-hmm. And then the media somehow it got referenced to DB, and then everybody picked that up. But he was calling himself Dan Cooper, so let's call him that. Get used to it, Dan yeah. Cooper. Dan Cooper. Yeah, um, I was going to start off by telling you that on the afternoon of November twenty fourth, nineteen seventy one, a man calling himself Dan Cooper purchased a one way ticket from on the Northwest Orient Airline and route from Portland, Oregon to beautiful Seattle, Washington. Witnesses said he was quiet. He wore a dark suit. He had a black tie and a white shirt, and he appeared to be in his early 40s. He ordered a bourbon and soda. I want to add in also that, you know, the, back in those days, kind of, guys kind of greased their hair back. It was short already. And I feel like guys in their 20s look like they were in their 40s. Like everybody had that kind of same hairdo. So I feel like I could never gauge how old adults were when I was a kid because of that. Same. Uh, Pre-1990, every adult looked like they're in their 40s. Just because Mm -hmm. of how much cigarette smoke was in the air, I think it really aged people a lot too. Yeah, yeah push the boundaries of like yeah yeah but the way they make dan cooper sound like he could have just walked out of a madman like he's got that haircut he's got his give bourbon me, give me a bourbon soda please needs to calm those nerves yeah so i want to just say that maybe db cooper dan cooper is actually don draper oh bold yeah yeah i mean if he was an imaginary okay so dan cooper handed the stewardess a note and she didn't look at it right away because she thought he was probably hitting on her. So he said, look at the note. So 
Um, she looked at the note that indicated that he had a bomb in an attache case, and he wanted her to sit with him. When she sat with him, he showed her the, the bomb in the attache case, and he asked her to pen a note that he was going to dictate. The note demanded $200,000 in increments of $20 bills, and it demanded four parachutes. They had written all of the, the numbers down, the serial numbers from the money. And it was harder for them to come up with four parachutes, but they did it. Um, when the plane reached Seattle, it was fe- refueled while the passengers disembarked. Nobody really knew that there was a hijacking taking place because it was very down low. Um, they let the uh, um, crew leave except for this a skeleton crew, and he kept the uh, stewardess that he'd been working with to stay with him. So when they when uh, they reset their path, he asked them to fly towards Mexico City. He told the stewardess to go up and stay with the captain. And after a while, around 8 p.m., they saw that a door was open. The captain saw a red light that said the door was open. And, and he's indicated that it was about 25 miles north of Portland. And Dan Cooper jumped out of the airplane with the money. No one knows what happened to Dan Cooper. The FBI investigation, so the FBI opened an investigation called Norjack for Northwest hijacking. And they had 800 suspects and interviewed hundreds of people to no avail. Akai, and with it was some other pearl um, clip, tie clip, and that um, had a partial DNA on it. Um, and he had smoked eight Raleigh cigarettes. So he, they had that. In, they had that too. Um, so the the tie clip had partial DNA. The tie itself was covered with small titanium particles. Titanium. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in 1980, a young boy found a rotting package twenty dollar bills down on the ground in that area, totaling fifty eight hundred dollars that matched the serial numbers of the cash given to Dan Cooper. Oh, our first ca- our first clue in the case. Mm-hmm. Yes. So interesting. Old Dan Cooper, chain smoking, drinking scotch. Yeah, yeah. Just like one of those Mad Men guys, right? It has been speculated that the challenge he would have incurred would have reduced his chances of survival immensely, including one, jumping at night. Two, using a non-steering parachute. Three, jumping into a densely wooded area and four not having appropriate clothing and footwear for the terrain guy was dressed to the not like dressed how you go to a wedding this guy was sharp yeah yeah yes it has been speculated that mr cooper may not have had a lot of experience as a parachuter of the four parachutes three of the parachutes were in working order and one was a dummy oh shit that's why i need four parachutes right they said that was a mistake but was it? It's it's one of the, like a cartoon. You jump out of the plane and uh, just dirty laundry comes out when you pull yeah. the chute. <laughs> yeah. Out of the three working parachutes, it was said that he used an older parachute instead of the newer one, and more technologically approved. The last two parachutes he used to potentially wrap the money in. That's smart. Yeah. You know, FBI believed the choices of parachute he was revealed a lack of experience using parachutes. In the early 70s, there was a Belgian comic book hero named Dan Cooper, and amongst his abilities were parachuting out of planes. Comic book reader. 
It's been speculated that Dan Cooper was using the name from the comic book. The titanium particles on the tie led authorities to believe Dan Cooper may have, one, visited a metal fabrication facility, two, have been working in a lab, three, he could be working with airplanes. Maybe he's an airplane guy. Well, that's they had high speculation that he was an airplane guy, or that he worked in um, he worked he worked as um, a paratrooper before. Somebody who didn't have a lot a lot of experience, but that worked you know as maybe a mechanic and stuff. Also, yeah, I mean, if he was an, if he was in his forties and maybe he chose an older parachute, that's what he's used to. Maybe that's maybe, what he's oh, yes, maybe. Uh, Mr. Cooper led to a lot of, of copycats. Um, in 1972, there were 15 copycat hijackings. 15. Yeah, a year after. 15 people saw that and were like, yeah, I could probably do that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. However, there were, they were all unsuccessful. These failed hijackings in 1972 led to airport security increases like luggage searches in 1973. Yeah. That would do it. Yeah. <laughs> You're not getting on our planes with your fake bomb or your real bomb. Can you imagine before that they're just like, no, there's probably no need to search these people. Go ahead, get on the airplane. Yeah. Why would they so want weird. something bad to happen the airplane? Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna be on the plane too. So yeah. They're probably fine. In 1980, a man named Glenn Tripp attempted to hijack a plane. His list of demands were one, six hundred thousand dollars. Two two parachutes three the assassination of his boss <laughs> What's really oh. your boss? Whoa. <laughs> i want this this and oh yeah kill my boss yeah bring him to the airport so i can see it happen while parachuting yeah. yeah a quick thinking stewardess put valium in his drink <laughs> hashtag not all heroes right that's that's yeah. pretty clever yeah. After yeah. 10 hours, trip was ready to settle for three hamburgers and ground transportation. <laughs> he was hungry. It was 10 hours later. Oh, man. Uh, don't kill my boss. In fact, don't tell my boss about this. But can I get three <laughs> cheeseburgers? Yeah. And a motor scooter. Give me a motor scooter, too. <laughs> I'll settle for a kick scooter. He was apprehended that day. Imagine he attempted a similar crime in eight, 1983, but was killed by FBI agents. Because that's what happens a, in the 80s. They did, it was in 1972 anymore, baby. FBI's like, we search airplanes now and we kill you if you want hamburgers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're your own boss now. <laughs> so the FBI had over 800 suspects, and today we're only going to discuss the top four. The first one was Dwayne Weber. He made a deathbed confession and he was leading a double life with multiple names and a prison record. He had a knee injury and that he said was jump from jumping out of a plane. The second suspect is Barbara Dayton. She's a trans woman who was secretive about her past. She always defended Dan Cooper when the case was discussed. Family and friends thought that she was close she had a close resemblance and her brother bill thought she might be dan cooper when the composite came back in the paper the next day the third suspect is ld cooper 
LD Cooper's niece, Marla, turned him in as D.B. Cooper. She remembered her uncle showing up on Thanksgiving and blood soaked clothing, saying that families, the family's money troubles were over. Holy shit. That's, all that. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. a lot. <laughs> Everything's cool now, guys. We're good. Uh, when she asked her dad about this, he said LD hijacked a plane and she passed a lie detector test. The last suspect is Richard Floyd McCoy, and he was the FBI's number one suspect. He was arrested as one of the copycat hijackers in 1972. Five months after Dan Cooper's disappearance, Richard Floyd McCoy attempted to hijack a plane en route from Denver to Los Angeles. The FBI believed that the M.O. between Dan Cooper and Richard Floyd McCoy had many identical markers. They also believed that there was a strong physical resemblance between McCoy and Cooper. On July 8th, 2016, the FBI suspended the investigation into Norjack. Oh, it took a long time to give up on this. 40 years for $200,000. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't love the name Norjack. Either. No. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like some shitty uh, self-defense in your car. Yeah, it what? does. <laughs> Don't norjack me. Um, what would you call it instead, Adam? Oh, uh, Slick Rick jumps from plane. Um, DB scooper from the ground because he probably hit the ground hard inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting that none of the other money ever came into circulation. Yeah. Yeah. They found that kid found like less than $10,000 of it. Right. And then $1,500. So in the last couple of years, last two years or so, they did some, some tests um, on the money. And what they found was that it had algae on it, but was only springtime algae. So they think that the money was almost immediately covered up by something and then was uncovered during the springtime for a short while and then recovered. And so it did, otherwise it would have had algae from every season on it. Oh, very interesting. Which could have meant that it was intentionally buried for a while. That's true. But it, the wild thing to me is like $200,000 not jump out of an airplane money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love the guy who wanted, I, mean, I don't love him, but and kill my boss. <laughs> Just please kill my boss. Actually, I don't need the, I don't, I, I need, don't the need the money. money. Yeah. Cheeseburgers and a dead boss is fine with me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Boy, that, must, that guy must have had a horrible boss. <laughs> Okay, so $200,000 in 1970s would be worth over a million dollars now. Oh, yeah. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's start starting to get into jump out of the plane money. What do you guys think? We'll start with you, Pam. What, what do you think? Well, looking at all the different people, I feel like L.D. Cooper's niece, Marla, that turned in her uncle, um, L.D., is interesting. Um, but he did have the same last name Cooper. So like, yeah, if that, if it was LD Cooper, that's the least creative nom de plume of all time. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then he said, my name's Dan Cooper. And they call him Dan Cooper. He's like, no, I'm at LD. My real name. I'm going to give you my real name. So, so that's weird that he would give that. But showing up in, in blood-soaked clothing and saying, our money problems are all gone now. Um, that's very suspicious. What about you, Kate? Anything standing out to you? Honestly, I think the guy died. You think it? You think? Yeah, he, I he think died. he did. Yeah. yeah, I do. I feel like the fact that the money never went into circulation, and he took the like the worst parachute that didn't have like a rip cord, like a proper rip cord. I, I think he died, and they just they just miscalculated like where he jumped from because there was a, a period there where they're like, we thought he jumped from here, but really there was just like this unknown. He could have ended up anywhere, but I think he's dead. I think he died that day. I want to tell you that I think it had a ripcord, but it wasn't a guiding parachute. Some of those parachutes you can glide, uh, you can guide them as you go. If you saw my arm movements, you'd know what I was talking about. Anyway, um, and some of them you just go where it's taking you. Well, what I read about it was that it wasn't that. It was a training parachute that didn't have like the proper... Cords and stuff. And he took the one that was like, do not take this one in haste because he took the money and put it in the other parachutes and wrapped it around his body like he was trying to go. And out of haste, he grabbed the one for some reason, like the one that like didn't work. And they're like, uh, he grabbed the one that didn't work. So I don't mean to laugh about it. I just feel like I feel like that's what happened. I feel like, I feel like any of these yeah. people, they just want it to be them so they can be like, it's me. I did it. Uh, but I don't, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that like they gave him a dummy parachute and they're like, Ooh, we did that by accident. Oops. And that's the one that he grabbed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't mean to say it's a dummy one. It was a training. It was the training one that they used to like train people. So like the cords and stuff didn't really work. They're just like, for some reason, Okay, I didn't I didn't know that. That's interesting. I'm going to say I've always found uh, Richard Floyd McCoy to be a pretty interesting suspect. Um, there's a few things that he's done that that really kind of caught my eye. But I oh, I'm with Kate on this one. I think this dummy um, jumped out of that plane and hit the ground. And mm-hmm. sp- I do like uh, Dick Floyd McCoy's name, though. Dick Floyd McCoy. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a name to go with. I mostly uh, agree with the two of you that he probably didn't get it out, get out of there. Um, mostly because the money didn't go into circulation, but I'm just looking at the, at the list. It's interesting that the uncle showed up with taking care of everybody's money troubles. Yeah. I, I, I really am curious about, what happened there? Because even if he's like, if he's bloody, did he injure himself during the flight? Like, yeah, they said he was of, hurt. A lot of questions. They said he was hurt, but maybe he went and killed a millionaire. We don't know oh. what he did that day. So this case brings up a lot of questions. Do you guys think you could see if you can find some answers for us? Yes, sure. of course. So, listeners, Pam and I are psychics and we use tarot cards in our readings. So if you hear cards shuffling around, that's us just trying to get to the answers. Okay. What are you getting, Kate? It's just really strange because I just got all these relationship cards. And oh. I just find it really odd. So, like, this is the lover's card. 
This card is the soulmates card. And this mm-hmm. card is the card that talks so usually about if there's a separation in a relationship. And when mm-hmm. I look at these relationship cards, every single one of them is telling me that there was a separation in a relationship. And I'm just like, what? So I feel like this is a separation from him and his plan. The plan didn't go the way that he felt that it should go. So it caused some issues. Well, what I'm getting is a little bit prior to this, but I'm getting that he did this whole thing out of desperation. So this wasn't like him like living a cushy life and planning something. This was more him like figuring out a desperate way to, to try to fix his situation. And um, I feel like he definitely was military because I'm getting um, a card that represents military. And I also feel like he worked around airplanes and he had jumped um, before, but I feel like um, when it comes to, did he try anything like this before? Okay. So did he make, um, did he die on impact? Yep. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, that's the feeling I kind of got to when I saw that. Um, it's, it's telling me that he was going through a hard time. So I'm going to go ahead and confirm what you were saying. In the past, before this incident, I see that he was feeling sorry for himself and he was having a lack of faith in his life in general. Mm-hmm. And that he was feeling down and searching for purpose or a way to get out of the situation. And then the next cards that I had talked about a separation and relationship. And I feel like that has to do with the plan not going the way that he wanted it to. Um, which led to him doing what he did, which is jumping out of the back of the plane. Did he make it any further than that? No. Is D.B. Cooper any of the 800 suspects? No. Did he die when he fell out of the plane? Yes. That's funny. My pendulum is just answering your questions and I got that he died that day. Um, And that he was desperate when he did it. I get that he had prior military service, but I'm like, well, did he serve in Vietnam? Mm -mm. Um, Was he in the Air Force? I get yes. Picking up problems with money. So he was having some money problems and I'm just going to confirm with you with desperation. I want to just say just a little bit further. I'm seeing like people knew about this situation. All of a sudden, this guy's not in his life anymore. Did anybody suspect like a relative that had gone missing might have been D.B. Cooper? And I'm getting, yeah, they kind of knew it was probably him. Did he tell anybody? He did not tell anybody about his plan before he did it. Smart. They said that he was really polite on the plane. Mm-hmm. Should we ask and see why LD Cooper came home and on with blood soaked clothing on Thanksgiving? We should. Did that really happen? First of all, yes. I felt like when I uh, looked at the LD Cooper thing, I felt like he was just saying that he was the hijacker to be like, yeah, I was the hijacker, but he actually did commit a crime. That's what my feeling was. 
No. Did he, did he all of a sudden have more money? Yes. Did he rob somebody? So I feel like um, maybe saying that you're the hijacker seems like less of a terrible thing than what he really did. Just on a side note, I wanted to see if he called himself Dan Cooper after the comic book, and I'm getting yes. Here's something interesting, not about D.B. Cooper, but about L.D. Cooper. Mm-hmm. When I asked, like, what happened? Like, what did he do? The word that I'm picking up on this card says backstabbing. So he may have stabbed somebody. <laughs> Literally in the back. It just says backstabbing. Oh, okay. I see that he was going to act like he was generous, but he was not. Uh, I think that he did mug somebody. And it just sounded cool to say that you were hijacking a plane or that you're like famous. Then you'd be like, I'm a terrible person and just stab someone in an alley to get some money. Yeah, I jumped out of a plane versus I just stabbed an innocent person. Yeah. Yeah. In the back. Yeah, that's what I'm getting to. Okay, let me see. Did he only mug one person? Yeah. So how did how is everybody's money trouble over unless they just need a pizza that night? So yeah, that's what I'm getting to. He really felt like that stabbing really improved his family relationships. That's messed up. That's what the card was saying. I was like, my hard work improves the relationships in my life. And I'm like, you stab somebody. <laughs> Did he get more than a thousand dollars? No. I feel like he got, I feel like he did somehow end up getting about $500. I don't know that that many people who carried that with them or how he would have ended up getting it, but, but that's what it says. Mm. So I don't know what kind of financial problems they were having. Um, was it multiple stabbings or a single stabbing? I feel like it was a single stabbing. And the person died. And I feel like maybe what it was is that he was able to get money from a safe or something. So I don't I don't feel like this took place in an alley. We're like, we're going to go to your house. And <clears throat> there's one of the cards that shows somebody tied up. And I'm like, was this LD? No. Was this his victim? Yes. Yeah. What, did he literally tie somebody up? Yes. And I get that it was a man. Hmm. Pretty awful. Yeah. Well, in summation, guys, what do you think of Dan Cooper? I feel like it's kind of sad. Desperate guy who who made a, a, a desperate decision that may not have turned out very well at all for him. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. It would have been I cool feel- if there was like if he would have gotten away and lived on some private island or something, but that would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been really cool. But I will say, as um, somebody who likes to know the news and read the newspaper, he probably made reading the newspaper the year later in 1972 so much more interesting with all That's of those copycats. Absolutely. Uh, we need more dapper criminals. Guys, if you're going to go c- commit crimes, uh, dress up, wear a suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes everything look cooler. Well, I think that puts a nice little bow on it. I think, uh, I think DB Cooper, Dan Cooper, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we figured we got him. We got him, guys. We got him. Yeah. Because yeah. we're the Earth and gravity. 
They, they're the ones that got them. <laughs> Thank you so much, listeners. We really couldn't do any of this without you. We really appreciate you. Feel free to like, thumbs up, all that stuff. It, it's all really helpful. Feel free to go to our website, pornhub.com. I guess go there. <laughs> Put in reading the room. And if you find anything, let us know because I'm not doing that. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Talk to you next time.